Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And today I'm joined by a friend of mine, Pastor Keith Carroll. Pastor Keith, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's good to have you on Front Porch Talks, Pastor Keith. And Pastor Keith is joining me via the phone today. And uh, Pastor Keith is the associate pastor at Mount Zion Wesleyan Church. Pastor Keith, would you just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up? Sure, sure. I uh, grew up uh, in rural Rockingham County, which is up in the the northern tip of uh, North Carolina, uh, up uh, near actually the border uh, of Virginia, uh, near Danville and Martinsville, that area. Uh, just on this side in North Carolina, uh, around the regional Russin area. Uh, my Both of my granddads were uh, farmers, so I did not actually grow up on the farm, but I spent a whole lot of time uh, on the farm, especially in the summer. I uh, worked on the farm, and uh, so consider myself a farm boy, and I uh, love the farm life and uh, just grew up out there in the country. And uh really uh consider, you know, the farm values in that life uh very, very important. Uh and I grew up in a Christian family. Mom and dad uh have always loved the Lord and uh so uh those values were instilled uh in me very, very early on. Uh well thank you for sharing that, Pastor Keith. And the first thing that you said that stuck out to me was you said you're from Rockingham County. Now that's Rockingham County, North Carolina, but that's kind of neat because uh, this program's playing today in Rockingham County, Virginia. So, oh, uh, yeah. That's kind of neat. And uh, so tell us a little bit, give us a little bit of a background of what it's like to grow up in a Christian home and grow up on a farm. Tell us what life was like for you growing up. Okay, good. Well, it was... Um a, a slowed pace in a sense. Um, it's a very simple life. Um, values were very, very important to us. And um, I just, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the opportunity just to, relationships were important. And uh, I enjoyed the opportunity to be with people. And uh, so, you know, my grandparents always uh, impressed that upon me. Mom and Dad did as well. Uh, so we spent a lot of time cultivating relationships and being with people. Uh, one of the folks that was very important to me growing up was uh, a Sunday school teacher uh, at our little Methodist church where I grew up. Her name was Miss Mamie. She was my junior high Sunday school teacher, and uh, she uh, spent a lot of time talking to me about Jesus. And uh, uh, Miss Mamie um, was a person who, uh, even after I came to Jesus, uh, she was one who continued to pray for me and love on me, and she made a commitment to pray for me every day. Uh, And um, for years and years, uh, she just prayed for me daily, and uh, that relationship was really important, and she taught me the value of investing in others, and uh, so relationships, I think, was a real key there for me, the farm life and just loving other people. 
thank you for sharing that, Pastor Keith. And uh, one thing we both have in common is growing up in a Christian home with parents that loved us and loved the Lord and uh, grandparents also that prayed for us and loved us and other people, Christian influences in our life. So you talked a lot about uh, the importance of prayer and how that was instilled upon you. Talk about how that's been important, you know, not just in your childhood, but in the rest of your life, how prayer has been important and impactful in your life. Oh, well, I couldn't do without that. Uh, Again, um, Miss Maney was that person who just prayed for me constantly through the years. And uh, so because of that value, I have wanted to do that for others, and uh, even in our church family here at Mount Zion, uh, for uh, for a long time, uh, we've cultivated that. I was lead pastor here for uh, 24 years, and then this past year, transitioned to the associate. But we um, we pray about everything that we do here. Um, we have prayer warriors who pray during the services. We have a group who come in and prayer walk uh, on Sunday morning uh, before uh, anything happens here. A couple hours before uh, the services start, we pray over the grounds. We pray in the parking lot. We pray over the sanctuary. Uh, we just um, we prayer walk every area where we expect God to be moving and working. We, uh, you know, we of course have all kinds of prayer networks throughout the church family. Um, prayer is just a very important thing. In our staff meetings, we always spend a lot of time praying about everything. We just spend time on our faces, um, praying for the church family. Uh, so prayer is just an integral part corporately of the staff and the church family, but individually for me, I just, I've always not been able to do anything without, you know, communing with the Father about it. <laughs> Amen, Pastor Keith. Uh, I can attest to that in my own life as well. And, uh, I think a lot of uh, believers uh, certainly uh, lean on that uh, personal one-on-one conversation with God Mm -hmm. uh, in the good times and in times of trouble. So, Pastor Keith, you mentioned that you were a lead pastor for a number of years and now associate pastor. Talk about when God impressed the call to ministry on your life. When did that first happen? Okay, yes. it's funny, I think this is true for most of us. We tend to have our lives figured out. And for me, um, early on, I sort of had my own plan. And uh, uh, in high school, I had my life all figured out. And uh, I was planning to be a wildlife manager. Uh, I'm a real outdoorsman. And so I had planned to go to North Carolina State University and already uh, – as a senior in high school, I had already applied and was accepted and planning to head there. And about midway through my senior year of high school, uh, I sensed this call from the Lord uh, into the ministry. And um, it was just unmistakable. And uh, so um, uh, the Lord just has this way sometimes of turning our world upside down. And so... Uh, he just, this plan of mine to be a wildlife 
a game warden, a wildlife manager, he just messed all that up <laughs> by uh, by this call for full-time Christian ministry. But it, like I say, it was inescapable. I, I could not get away from it. And so uh, I answered that call and uh, changed my plans and went a whole different direction. And uh, it was a wonderful thing to step out and trust him. So instead of going to state, uh, I went to Brevard College and just headed a whole different direction and answered his call to ministry. Uh, and that's an interesting thing. I mentioned that I grew up in the Methodist Church, but after four years uh, of schooling and undergraduate work, I just sensed um, that that was not his direction for me in the Methodist Church. There were just some things that were troubling me and just felt that I needed to go a different direction. And through uh, a number of miraculous uh, movings in my life, he led me to a pastor in Reedsville who was a Wesleyan pastor. And I'd never really heard of the Wesleyan Church, but um, through uh, this pastor, um, I was led into the Wesleyan Church. And so all of my ministry, all 38 years of my ministry now have been in the Wesleyan Church, and uh, I'm just very, very thankful for that and uh, have been very blessed to be a part of the Wesleyan Church. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Keith, and certainly uh, God will uh, mess up our plans, as you said, but uh, certainly <laughs> he has better yeah. plans for us he than we have for does. ourselves. And oh, my. And uh, no matter if we try to avoid those plans for a while, like Jonah did, he'll run us down. And uh, just the best thing is to answer that call, even if we're not sure what the future holds. I know Dad very often would say we might not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. So true. So true. I just want to go back before we get too far ahead. I just want to go back a little bit. I asked you about your call, but what I should have asked you first, you mentioned you grew up in a Christian home and parents that loved you and this Mimi that prayed for you. And maybe some of that will be repeated in this question. But I wondered when you first came to a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ or came to sense uh, that Mm -hmm. God was real. Yes. And, you know, that's an interesting story as well. Uh, Miss Mamie had uh, told me about Jesus many times, but I didn't accept Jesus at church, and I didn't accept him there at home, though Mom and Dad also were very faithful with that. We actually were on vacation uh, down in South Carolina uh, in the uh, Myrtle Beach area. Our family camped, and we were at Lakewood Campground. Uh, I was 12 years old. We were at Lakewood, which is a Christian campground uh, there in Myrtle Beach. And um, there was a group. uh, They were New Directions Ministry, and uh, they were down there doing a concert one evening uh, there on the beach at an amphitheater at the campground. And uh, I went to that concert. The, this group uh, was based out of Burlington, North Carolina, uh, New Directions Ministry. And so they did this concert, and 
it was contemporary music back then, and so the music was sort of lively, and they had some lights, and so I was attracted to all that and, and really enjoyed it. But the thing that touched me the most that night, that concert, was the look on their faces. I saw something in those teenagers. Again, I was 12 at the time, and they were just a little bit older than me, you know, probably 16 to 18 was the average age in that group. But I saw something in their faces, and I realized that even though I was going to church every week and our family was very faithful, but I realized they had something that I did not have. They possessed something. There was something real in their lives that I didn't know about, that I just did not have. And so um, so after the concert, there was a this big tall guy, and he was breaking down some of the sound equipment, getting the speakers down. I went up and spoke to him, and I said that very same thing to him, that I really enjoyed it. But I just noticed that they seemed to have something I didn't have. And he just stopped what he was doing, started a conversation with me, invited me to take a walk on the beach with him. Like I say, the concert was right there on the beach. And so we just took a walk. And in that walk on the beach, he talked to me about what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus and just laid out a simple plan of salvation. And that night, in the moonlight, I just knelt right there in Myrtle Beach, of all places, <laughs> and invited Jesus into my heart. And uh, so for me, that's how it happened. And um, so I will always, always remember that. And uh, so that's been a long time ago, and uh, it's held true uh, through all these years. And, uh, you know, uh, I never got that guy's name, but um, I'll look for him in heaven one day (laughs) to thank him for his faithfulness. And uh, so from that point forward, uh, I've walked with Jesus um, all these years. And, of course, when I came back home, uh, Miss Mamie was one of those folks uh, I went to find to tell her that I'd given my heart to Jesus. That's cool. And uh, certainly, uh, even though you don't remember his name, uh, certainly God used him in your life uh, just that night at that concert to make his presence known to you, to make his presence real to you. And certainly, uh, Miss Mamie, you know, I, I know you felt his presence from her as well. And so you were talking about, uh, before I ask you that question, uh, you were talking about how you were a senior in high school and you were going to go be an outdoors specialist yeah. and how God messed all those plans up or had different plans or better plans, so to speak, and called you to ministry and how you changed your course from going to NC State to going to Brevard College, I believe it was. So tell us about uh, going to school there and then, you know, how your ministry started after that. Okay. Uh, So uh, I went to Brevard uh, and then on to Greensboro College and then a couple of other schools and then later did some graduate work uh, through Drew University, a D-man at Drew University later on, but uh, finished up ordination requirements uh, through the Wesleyan Church and um, actually ended up starting my ministry on staff 
with the Wesleyan pastor uh, who had introduced me into the Wesleyan church, Pastor Ralph Clayton. So I went on staff with him for four years, and uh, then from there, I was youth pastor and uh, like an associate pastor with him for four years. Uh, and then from there, I began my ministry, and uh, I pastored uh, in a rural church for a couple of years, and then went to Greensboro, pastored in Greensboro for nine years uh, in an urban setting. And uh, then from Greensboro, uh, came to Mount Zion, and uh, again, I've been here. I'm on my 25th year now here at Mount Zion, uh, which happens to be a rural church out in the country. And over the years, we've grown quite a lot here at Mount Zion, so it's just been exciting to be a part of the journey uh, here in the Thomasville area. Well, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Keith, and it sounds like God has brought you on quite a great adventure, so to speak, throughout your life, uh, the different places you've pastored and the different places you've ministered. What would you say, uh, as a pastor, has been your greatest purpose, or as a person, Uh, as a Christian? Okay, I think my greatest purpose would be just simply sharing Jesus sharing Jesus, reflecting him uh, to others. Uh, There's no greater purpose than that, just sharing him uh, with those that I meet, with everyone that I'm around. If they don't see Jesus in me, then I am an abject failure. (laughs) Uh, I desperately want others to see Jesus in me and to hear him from me. Amen, Pastor Keith. I think that's uh, simple but profound, um, I would say, are the words that come to my mind. And that is something that each of us as Christians should strive for, is to share him, whether in word or in action, to all those around us. We never know what, you know, a small gesture of kindness. Um, We might be the only person that that person ever experiences Christ through. So that's a great word. And uh, what would you say uh, uh, in your life, uh, maybe it's one thing, maybe it's something in general that you're most thankful to God for in your life? Um, I think uh, what I'm most thankful for um, is just, been the opportunity to serve him uh, just through uh, the opportunity to serve in whatever capacity that is, uh, just the opportunity to serve other people. I just love serving. It doesn't have to be, you know, on a platform. It doesn't have to be through notoriety, uh, just quietly, humbly serving him. And some of that has come through, you know, the missions opportunities I've had, like in Africa and Guatemala and those places. Uh, I've seen some real servants in those places. I've really seen the heart of a servant. Uh, Pastor Keith, would you mind uh, sharing about some of those mission experiences that have had an impact, especially in the areas of serving that you've had going to Africa and Guatemala, maybe just one or two stories? 
Oh, sure, sure. Uh, one thing that comes to mind in Africa, I've had the opportunity uh, to go to Africa um, three, let's see, three times. I've been to Africa, Zambia, and uh, several places there. But um, in Africa, uh, I've done some evangelism conferences there. We've had teams that have served in orphanages, and while we've worked in the orphanages, I've been able to do some evangelism conferences with the native uh, pastors there. And just the opportunity to see those people and be touched by their servant hearts. Uh, one lady in particular who came to uh, one of the conferences I was doing, the first morning that I met her, my interpreter indicated to me as I greeted her as she came in, he indicated to me that she had walked all night through the night in order to be there that morning. And I was just so humbled by that, that she had walked through the bush all night long just to come to the conference. And, uh, you know, I, I felt... <laughs> I probably needed to sit down and let her teach me uh, if she had walked all night. And uh, it was a week-long conference, and so I assumed probably that that would be the only day she would attend. But after that, we went through the whole day till about 4 o'clock. That evening, she walked back home, and I assumed I probably wouldn't see her anymore. But every single day, she walked back Every day she came to that conference, every day. I don't know how she managed that, but I was just so humbled by the sacrifice and the commitment of a person to do that. Um, that was just so amazing to me. And there were a number of people like that who just were so committed. And um, so I just... You know, we think we know what sacrifice is all about, and we really have no earthly idea. <laughs> These people didn't even know where their next meal was coming from, um, and yet they were willing to sacrifice and give their all for us. At the end of that week, this particular lady that I'm mentioning, um, she asked to speak with me uh, the last day, and uh, she had a piece of material that was folded up, and she wanted to give it to me, and she indicated that all week long she had hoped to make a shirt for me. She said, but I just, she said, I'd saved this material for years. It was obviously very special to her, and she said, but I just didn't have time to sew the shirt for you this week. Well, obviously, she didn't have time because she'd been walking every day back and forth to the conference and trying to care for her family. She said, but even though I didn't have time to make the shirt, I still wanted you to have the material. And um, I was so deeply humbled by that, that she wanted to give me this material for the shirt. And so... I have kept that. I still have it uh, in the top desk drawer of my desk so that every day, and I open that desk drawer every day, you know, 15, 20 times a day, 
um, to get things out of that drawer. And I have that material right on top so that I have to lift it up to get things from underneath it because I want to see that every day to be reminded of what true sacrifice and surrender is all about. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing those stories and those experiences, Pastor Keith. And uh, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, a lot of times we go maybe to a country, another country, we think we're going to be serving people and blessing people, and we end up being the ones that are blessed through the experience. Thank you for sharing those experiences and those things that you've learned and, you know, still keep the memories and the lessons that you've learned from those trips and those experiences to Africa and Guatemala. Pastor Keith, just in the last couple minutes that we have here, is there anything else that you want to share uh, maybe that you haven't shared already or that I haven't asked you already? Uh, well, you know, I think uh, what I would share is just a promise that the Lord has given me recently. Um, just when we go through dark valleys or deep places in life, um, the Lord has just given me a promise this past year that I've held on to. And so maybe folks that are listening to us who've had some struggles recently or are going through a dark place, uh, there's a promise that uh, the Lord's given me from Isaiah, Isaiah 54:10, and I think I'd just like to share that. Um, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And I just, in these last couple of moments, would just want to remind folks that uh, no matter uh, how the world may be shaking around us uh, or how upside down things may feel, um, the Lord is just reminding us that he is in control, that he is still on the throne, and he is not shocked or surprised by whatever it is that's happening to us, and that he has us in the palm of his hand and there's no greater place to be than that and that we just need to take confidence in that and find rest as we lean back into his embrace thank you pastor keith for that scripture and those words of encouragement and uh just real quickly if you would mind sharing just a little bit about your family just in closing. Sure, sure. Uh, Cindy and I have been married to Cindy uh, for 39 years. And uh, Cindy and I have uh, two girls, Melissa and Meredith. Uh, Melissa is married, and uh, she and her husband, Kevin, uh, live here close to us uh, in the Thomasville area. Uh, Melissa is a teacher, and uh, she um, is an autism specialist. And uh, she and her husband, Kevin, have uh, two boys, uh, Jason and Nolan, and they are eight and two. And so uh, we really enjoy being grandparents uh, to our grandsons. We have a great time with them. And then our younger daughter, Meredith, uh, is not married yet, and she lives in the Raleigh area. Uh, well, Pastor Keith, thank you for sharing that today, and thank you for joining me on Front Porch Talks. I'm just going to 
pray a quick blessing over you and your family in closing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Lord, I come before you today, and I thank you for Pastor Keith Carroll and for his uh, servant's heart for you and to serve you and your people, Lord, wherever that may be, at the different churches that he's been at, and right now at Mount Zion, and also other countries that he's been to, like Africa and Guatemala. And we just pray that whoever he comes in contact with will be blessed by you through his presence, Lord. And I just pray a blessing over him and his wife and his two daughters and his son-in-law and his grandsons, Lord. And just pray a blessing over them. Help them to fill your presence also, Lord. And I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, Pastor Keith. It's been a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that today's broadcast and uh, hearing Pastor Keith Carroll's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.